Now, almost all of us have uh, an interest in the unseen realm. Even those of us who may not claim to be very religious, who may not claim to believe in God, in one form or another, we express the fact that there is something beyond our natural world that influences our daily lives. And uh, uh, this can be, you know, in the form of our belief in things like astrology or palm reading or fortune telling or charms, mantras and lucky stones and or some of us just believe, you know, other customs. Like, if you're going for an important occasion, how many people go is very important. Two is okay, four is okay, three is very bad, you know. Or which day of the week that happens. Or if a desk in the office, then which direction your desk is facing is very important. That will determine whether you succeed or fail. And so, you know, many of us, even if we don't believe in God or claim to be very religious, have all these other kinds of beliefs indicating that we somehow either consciously or sometimes even unconsciously believe that there is another realm, which we call as the unseen realm, that influences our lives. And this morning, uh, just to add to what add to the message that came to us through the Performing Arts team, I want to share a few thoughts on what the Bible speaks to us about the unseen realm. And I'm not going to be very long and just, just bring some thoughts to us. And for some of us, you know, we probably are very aware of these things. The Bible very plainly tells us or speaks to us about the reality of the unseen realm, that there is a world beyond the world that you and I live in and operate in. There is a world that's beyond the realm of our, the realm which we touch with our physical senses. There is a realm beyond the tangible realm. And in that realm, there is God. And God, as far as the Bible tells us, is not just a concept. He's not a thought. He's not just a philosophy. He's not just an idea. But He's a he is creator God. He's a being who is so powerful. He's almighty. And He's able to sustain this entire universe whose, whose expanse uh, and limits we have no knowledge of by His power. He's extremely powerful God. And at His service are innumerable angels or angelic beings who carry out His word, who carry out His commands. The Bible makes it so clear to us. And on the other hand, there is the dark side that the Bible also reveals to us about a being called Satan or the devil and his hosts of demons, as the Bible calls them, or devils, spirits of darkness that carry out wicked things. And the devil is absolutely insignificant in, in the light of who God is and how great he is. The Bible also goes on to explain to us the fact that the unseen realm does influence our everyday life. Just because we deny the unseen realm or its existence doesn't make it go away. 
Just because somebody sits here and says, oh, I don't believe in the unseen realm, doesn't mean the unseen realm disappears. It still is there. It's very real. And whether you like it or not, the unseen realm does influence our everyday life. What happens in the normal course of, course of our daily lives is influenced by the unseen realm. The Bible explains to us that God interjects our daily life with His goodness, with His mercies, with His compassions, with His provision, and with His power. And He does things that transcend our reasoning. He does things that transcend natural laws that you and I are, are, are accustomed to living by. He does things that supersede the very laws He designed and He created. To remind us every now and then that He is there. And also on the other hand, the powers of darkness, Satan and his demons, also interject our world. They also come into our world to disrupt, to cr create havoc and distraught and, and bring distress into the lives of people. Doing the very things that oppose God's plan, oppose God's intent in humanity or for humanity. And whether we accept it or not, these are realities. These things do happen. God is doing what He desires to do in, our, in this world. And Satan and his demons also carry out their wicked schemes and plans. Now there are many, many ways by which we can attest to these realities. People here can stand up and talk about miracles they've experienced. Answers to prayer. Supernatural provision. And just things that, that you cannot logically explain that that showed to us very clearly that there is a God who exists and others can also talk about the havoc that demons have wrought in their lives and show us that the powers of darkness are very very real at this point I just want to show a very short video of something that happened last December we use the word revival to talk about God's moving among a community of people when God begins to manifest or show His presence in some unusual ways. And in one part of the U.S., in the United States, since last August, there's been an extended a move of God, a revival of God taking place. Some of you have watched it on God TV. And many miracles called the Bay Revival. And many unusual miracles have taken place. Now here's the video recording of a woman who was in wheelchair for 22 years, and you see her healed and completely whole because God decided to interject her life. And this miracle became one of the top watched videos on YouTube. And even Indian Express and Deccan Herald carried stories on this in December last year. So God can interject into the normal course of life and do impossible things. For 22 years, this lady was bound in her wheelchair, stuck to it, until that, that day when God intercepted. In that service, as she was pulled out of the wheelchair, made to walk, she took those steps of faith. God met her faith, and today she's walking as normal as anyone else. This reminds me of the story in the book of Acts when Peter and John were walking into the temple and there was this lame man sitting there. For 38 years he'd been born lame. 
Peter says, look at us. We don't have silver and gold, but what we do have, we give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the Bible says, this lame man who had never walked, jumped up walking and leaping and praising God. I think what we're seeing here is just a repeat and repeat and repeat of those kinds of miracles. Telling us time and again that there is this God, a good God, who's waiting to intercept our world with His power, with His goodness, with His love, with His mercies, and with His compassions. Amen. And on the other hand, as I mentioned, there are these powers of darkness. There is this devil who also comes against us, trying to destroy the plans and the purposes of God for our lives. And one of Satan's biggest weapons is deception. A lie that he throws into our minds. And you know, believing a lie empowers the liar. Believing a lie gives that lie as much power in your life as the truth. What the truth can do for you, when you believe a lie, that's exactly what that lie can do in your life. And that's how the enemy works. He has no power of his own to, to defeat us. But when he sows lies and deceptions into our minds and we believe it, we are empowering him to work effectively and bring destruction in our lives. The Bible talks about a man named Job in the Old Testament. He's probably the very first recorded stories of, an, of a human person, of an individual in the Bible. And Job is so interesting to see uh, that part of his life that's recorded for us because we see how the unseen realm affects the normal course of life in a person. The beginning of the story of Job is so, so wonderful. He was a very righteous man, a man who loved God very sincerely. And everything was going well in his life. He was flourishing. He had lands and, and a lot of livestock. And his family was doing great. And he had many children and, and many men and women who served in his household. Everything was going wonderful in his life. And he was very, very devout, worshiping God. Serving God through sacrifices that he needed to make. Until one day when Satan decided to unleash all his wicked forces against Job. And God, what reasons that he knows of, he, he withdrew or he for a moment took off his protective covering on Job. And we see what the enemy can do, what Satan and his demons can do. Satan came with whim and force into Job's life and stripped him of everything. He lost his children. He lost his property. He lost his livestock. He lost so many of his people who served him. His wealth just seemed to disappear overnight. And everything seemed to be just stripped off him, even to the point when he himself, was so afflicted in his body, so tormented himself, that the only advice his wife could give him was curse God and die. Perhaps Job did not realize that in as much as he believed in a sovereign God and served and worshipped God, on the other hand, there was also a dark side to the unseen world. Perhaps he did not have that understanding. And so here comes this uh, interjection into his life. 
out of the blue, so to speak, when Satan and his demons so affect him, and Job is just is not unable to understand where all this is coming. For a moment, he thought he was just born on the wrong day, so he cursed his birthday. Maybe and he thought, you know, maybe it's all the fears I had that have that, that have just just come against me. And three of his very best friends came to visit him. And they definitely did not see what, what was happening in the unseen world. And so they began to speak to Job and said, Job, maybe it's all the hidden sin you have in your life that you're paying for. Maybe, Job, it's because you did not pay your servants on time. You withheld their wages. Maybe, Job, because when you saw an afflicted person, you did not rise up for their cause. Maybe it's because of that you're suffering like this. It's all the wrong that you've done and it's all the good that you failed to do that is now caught up with you, Job. And so here is the religious mind trying to figure out the activity of the unseen realm in our world with their religious understanding and they are unable to come arrive at the right conclusions. Until the later part of his life, God steps in and says, you know, you friends, and as much as your intentions may have been good, everything you said is wrong. My servant Job is a righteous man. All I want him to do is pray for you and forgive you for all the wrong you've said. And Job did that, and in, in almost an instant, God undid all the devastation which the devil had brought. And in fact, God said, I want to make my presence very clear. So God doubled every blessing that Job had ever experienced in his life. So the Bible says the latter end of Job was twice as good as his beginning. So is God real? Yes. Is the devil and demons, are the devil, is the devil and his demons real? Yes. But God is infinitely more powerful and able to work in our lives. Now, why is it that even though people, why is it that people have an interest in the unseen realm? Even if they were to deny being religious, even if they were to deny believing in the existence of a God, why is it that people still believe in things like astrology and numerology and palm reading and fortune telling and, and uh, lucky charms and lucky days and all of the customs that we have? Why is it that people still do it? The answer is very simple. The Bible says that God has put eternity in the heart of every person. Whether you like it or not, something inside you cries for something bigger than you. There is eternity set in every person. Inside you there is a cry for only which, uh, something which only God, who is the eternal being, can fulfill and satisfy. And unfortunately... In, in an attempt to satisfy this inner longing, in an attempt to quench this inner thirst, in an attempt to find an answer for these inner yearnings of the heart, man tries to reach into the unseen realm. And unfortunately, man is unable to connect with God because the Bible makes it so plain that our sins have become a barrier between us and God. Our sins have separated us from our God. So that we cannot act, we have no access to God because of this barrier of sin. And so in, because man cannot connect with God directly, 
he therefore begins to tap into all these other extra things as substitutes for God himself. And then goes on to deny the very existence of God. But the Bible tells us that God who created this world has left his fingerprint very clear for all of us to see and acknowledge his presence. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 1 that since the creation of this world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. The invisible God has made his presence very visible. How? Through the things that he has made. Even his eternal power is revealed through his creation so that man is without an excuse. No man can say, God didn't reveal himself to me. God's answer is, look around you. Look at creation. That's my fingerprint. That's my answer to you. That's me speaking loud and clear that here I am. I am God. My invisible attributes and my power are revealed to you day after day, morning, noon and night. Through all of creation around you. I am here. God is speaking day after day. So that man is without an excuse. Unfortunately, the passage in Romans continues that professing to be wise, a man has become a fool. And because his heart has been darkened by sin, he has changed the glory of this incorruptible God into images that he made with his own hands and exchanged the truth of God for a lie and begin to worship and serve created things. Rather than worshiping the Creator. This is what sin does. It so blinds us. It so darkens our understanding. That when we see all of creation around us. Instead of creation directing us to the Creator. We end up worshiping the created things themselves. And putting faith in all kinds of things. And all kinds of beliefs. Because our hearts have been darkened by sin. And so... Man continues in his attempt to step into this unseen realm, to connect with this unseen realm, and in some way gets this unseen realm to have a positive impact on his or her life. And that's the quest that every person is on. I want this unseen realm to do me good. I want this unseen realm to bring good luck or to bless my life in some way, to make things go well for me. How do I connect with it? Let me first talk to you about the wrong way and then we'll talk about the right way. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 10, verses 1 through 5, God speaks this to His people. He says, hear this, O my people. Do not learn the way of the heathen or the unbelievers. And what are their ways? He lists some of them. He says, do not be dismayed. By the signs of heaven. For the unbelievers are dismayed by them. Don't look at the stars. Don't look, let the, the heavens, the stars dictate your, to you your life and your future. It's not about astrology. It's not about your zodiac. Don't look at these things. It's the unbeliever who does this. 
verse 3 of Jeremiah 10. For the customs of the people are futile. Customs. All these traditions that we've built up. Which day of the week to go? How many people to go? If the cat crosses your road, don't go. And all these customs. Which side your desk must face? Whatever, whatever, whatever. He says, all these customs are useless. And then he says, continuing verse 3 and 4 and 5, he says, you know, but they also cut wood from the forest. And I'm just paraphrasing this. And the workman designs it into something nice. And they decorate it with silver and gold. And then they have to hold it in place with nails and hammers so that it doesn't topple. And these things sit upright. They can't speak. They have to be carried about because they cannot walk by themselves. God says, do not be afraid of them. They can't do you any harm and they can't do you any good. Don't be afraid of all these material things. Black thread, white thread, blue thread, doesn't matter what thread it is. Don't be afraid of all these charms and objects. Man-made things, God says. They can't do you any good and they can't do you any harm. Unless you believe a lie which empowers the lie in your life then. Don't look at the stars of the heavens. Don't worry about the customs of the peoples. And don't be bothered about all these man-made objects which supposedly have an influence on your life. God says, don't worry. Don't be bothered about these things. The wrong way is to go into these things and start looking at the stars and believing in all these so-called customs and good luck and things that you're supposed to be doing and not supposed to be doing and all these things that you must wear on your body and keep in your house or keep in your car or keep on your desk. That's the wrong way. And God says, do not go down that road. If you believe a lie, it will empower the lie in your life. But a lie never liberates. A lie only leads you into bondage. It's only the truth that sets you free. Believing the truth empowers the truth to set you free. Believing the lie empowers a lie to take you into deeper into bondage. And God says, don't believe those things. So what is the right way to connect with the unseen realm? The answer is very simple. Jesus said, I am the door. Jesus said, I am the way. He said, I am the truth. I am the life. 2,000 years ago, God stepped into our world. He stepped out of eternity. He stepped into time. He became a man to show us the way. To make it possible for fallen humanity, for sinful man, man bound in sin, to connect with the living God. He came with this one purpose, to do away with this huge barrier of sin that blocks us and prevents us and, and take it out of the way so that every human being could now have access to God. And He did it on the cross 2,000 years ago when He took upon Himself the sins of every human person. He took upon Himself the sins of the world. And the Bible says He was buried and the third day He rose up again. And the Bible has one good news. The good news is this. Go tell the whole world that everyone who believes in Jesus Christ will receive remission of forgiveness of their sins. His sins are forgiven us because of His namesake. The blood of Jesus Christ 
cleanses us from all our sins. That is the good news that you and I can receive. And the Bible says through His cross, He has opened up for us a new and living way so that we could come boldly into the holiest presence of God, not afraid of being sinful man, but being blood-washed, blood-bought saints of God who have been given privilege into the very throne room of God. And He did it by His cross. So what is the right way? The right way is the way of the cross of Jesus Christ. The right way is to come into a relationship with Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, you are God. And it's only you who can connect into my life. That's the right way. And when we connect with Jesus, something happens. It not only opens the door for the goodness and the mercy of God to flood our lives, but also opens the door for God now to wrest His authority and power for us to resist demonic influence and demonic assignments against our lives. So it's a double blessing. You receive the goodness of God and you receive the authority of God to resist what the dark side of the unseen realm would want to do against you. The question is, would you want to receive Jesus into your life and connect correctly with the unseen realm? Or would you want to continue pursuing your astrology, your palm reading, your fortune telling, your belief in all kinds of good luck charms and, and in all kinds of customs, thinking that that will bring good into your life? The choice is always yours and mine to make. But this morning, I want, before I close, I want to invite every one of us to connect with the unseen realm the right way through the Lord Jesus Christ. He is God with us, Emmanuel. God who came to step into our world. I'd like to request everyone to please stand. We're going to take a few moments to pray before we dismiss. I'll call the worship team up as well, please. We're going to pray several different prayers this morning before we dismiss. I didn't plan to do these prayers, but as I was preaching in our not service, I just felt the Lord leading me one after the other to pray these prayers. And so I'm just going to repeat them here uh, in, in our central service before we dismiss. If there's anyone here this morning and you have never, never, never connected with the Lord Jesus Christ, you've tried astrology, you've tried all kinds of other means and other ways of trying to connect with the unseen realm, but never in your life have you connected with Jesus Christ. I want you to know that Jesus is waiting to connect with you because the Bible tells us, stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. I will live with him and he will live with me. So Jesus is waiting at the door of your heart to connect with you. The question is this morning, would you open the door and say, Jesus, please come in. I welcome you. I want to connect with you this day, this morning. Is anyone here who's never done that before in their lives? In their life. You never opened the door of your heart to Jesus. The one who paid for every sin you ever committed. The one who came into this world just for you. The Bible says, 
to anyone who receives Jesus. To anyone who believes in Him, He gives the power to become a child of God. That's true connection to the unseen world. It's connection with God who created you. You become a child of God. But you need to receive Him. You need to believe in Him. You may not understand everything, but if you just pray this simple prayer with me, by faith, He will come in. He will make the connection happen. If you'd like to do it, I just want you to pray this prayer with me. Say it with the sincerity of your own hearts. And say this with me, Lord Jesus, this morning, I open the door of my life to you. Come into my heart, Jesus. I receive you. Forgive all my sins. And make me a child of God. Live in me. And help me to follow you. And you alone. For the rest of my life. I connect with you Lord Jesus today. And I pray this in Jesus name. Does anyone here you pray this prayer for the very first time? I just want you to raise your hand quickly. You pray this prayer for the very first time in your life. Just go ahead put your hand up. Anybody you prayed this prayer. Very first time. Put your hand up please. Anyone? Up in the balcony. Anyone, you pray this prayer for the very first time in your life? Okay, let's continue praying. The second prayer I want us to pray has to do with us believers. Sometimes we as believers, even though we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we hear the truth. Contrary to the truth we know, we still indulge in reading our fortunes in the newspaper, going to a palm reader, going to someone who in some way connects with the occult, hoping that our fortunes would change or they would tell us about our future. And you heard the word of the Lord this morning. It is not right. God says, do not look at the stars of heaven. Do not follow the customs of the people. Neither be fearful of any of these man-made things. Is anyone here this morning and you've indulged in it or you've been indulging in it? Sometimes even playfully. I want you to pray out of the sincerity of, own heart, of your own heart this morning. And say, God... I renounce those things today in the name of Jesus. My faith, my trust, my hope, my dependence will always only be on Jesus and on your words. I turn away from those things. Would you pray that prayer in your own heart? And Father, we also pray over our lives. We renounce every association through the powers of darkness. 
that we may have unconsciously brought in by connecting with these kinds of things. We renounce that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we also pray and renounce every ancestral dedication that may have been made generations before us, even before we were born. Dedications to false gods and idols and any other thing that deals with witchcraft and that connects to the demonic world. This morning, in the name of Jesus, we disconnect from those dedications. We disconnect from those commitments that were made by our ancestors. We declare that the blood of Jesus Christ has set us free from those dedications. That we as God's people have been delivered from the powers of darkness and have been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. And therefore Satan has no authority over our lives, no access into our lives, no claim over our lives because the blood of Jesus Christ has set us free. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we remove every yoke, every burden upon people's lives that may have come from ancestral dedications. In the name of Jesus, we declare the breaking of such yokes and the removing of such burdens. Even physical ailments that are caused by such ancestral dedications, we break those things now. So there will be a release of physical healing in the lives of God's people. I just have a sense that somebody's ankle, an ankle problem that is somehow connected to these kinds of things is being healed. So if you have had an ankle problem that's been prolonged, just receive that healing now. And so God, we just receive healing and complete healing, recovery in our bodies as well. We give you thanks, O oh God. We give you praise. We thank you that we can walk with total boldness and no fear about the stars of heaven, about the customs of people, about the handiwork of man. These have no power to do us any good and no power to do us any harm. We are in a blood covenant with the living God and we are blessed coming in and we are blessed going out. We are blessed in our homes and we are blessed in our city. We are blessed in all the work of our hands. And no devil from hell, no man from earth can stop the blessing of God. We are blessed by Almighty God. Because we are in a covenant of blessing through the blood of Jesus Christ. We declare the peace of God upon our lives coming in and going out. And anything that's contrary to the purpose of God, we declare it be fallen, sifted out, taken out. Because we will walk in the fullness of the blessings God has ordained for our lives. In the name of Jesus and everyone shouted, Amen. 
We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.